Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or iHeart, hit that subscribe or follow button. The content shared is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Imagination Health and Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Scott, and joining me today, as usual, is my co-host and friend, Clement Norris, and today we're going to be starting a series that I believe that you all are going to love. Hello, Clement. How are you today? Hello, Carol. And as always, we want to say hi to our listeners. As you well know, and many of our listeners probably are aware of, we uh, on the program, we are frequently asking people to send in comments, either audio or they can write in a comment and really any kind of way you can get them to us. And we also ask people to give uh, suggestions on topics that they would like for us to cover. And we got a, a topic that was near and dear to both your heart and mine. Uh, one of the listeners asked us if we could take a look at prayer. And so with this particular program, we are going to be zeroing in on prayer and, and it's probably going to definitely take more than one program. So we are planning to do a series on it, talking about prayer. And in addition to talking about prayer, we're going to be talking about meditation as well. That'll be probably a little bit more towards the end, but we're going to be uh, talking about one of them. What the listener wanted to know was what they wanted to know, what was the best way to pray? Or if there was a best way to pray, the way the question was worded, uh, what is the best way or is there a best way to pray? And the listener, the listener was a female. She wanted to know if it should be hard to pray. So those are basically, the, depending on how you look at it, the two to three questions that she uh, asked. We're going to look at those things. But before we kind of jump right into those questions or any other questions that we have about prayer, I just want to just cover a few little issues, look, you know, look at some of the statistics and get a working definition of, of what prayer is or what, or what we uh, think it would be. And just kind of talk about why it's important on this uh, first program we're doing on uh, prayer. So I just want to share some numbers. Some of our listening audience may know this, particularly those in the United States of America, because it just passed. In 1952, uh, the Congress declared May the 2nd to be national, a national day of prayer in the United States. So every year on May the 2nd is the uh, national day of prayer. So America believes in prayer, and we, we indicated by making it a national day. According to uh, the most recent study by Pew, and Pew is, I think, considered probably by far to be one of the most reliable or the most popular organizations that uh, do these type of research studies, particularly focusing on religion and stuff like that in society. According to this uh, most recent study, 55% of Americans believe in prayer, 55%. The research also shows that now, and I like that 55% because obviously that's more than half. And 
I could be wrong, Carol, but I think there's supposed to be something like uh, 330 to 340 million Americans in the United States of America. Half of that would be what? If it's 330, we're talking we're somewhere in the neighborhood of about 100 and what? 155,000, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, so, so you're talking better than half, mm -hmm. better than half of the uh, American population believes in prayer. And of course, when we're talking about prayer and looking at this kind of statistic, we're talking about more than just, you know, the Christian tradition, you know, the Hinduism is, they, they probably included uh, the, uh, the Buddhists, they included Islam, they included Judaism. I, I didn't see anything in this, anywhere in the study where they uh, separated any of those out when it was calculating the numbers. So, and they're listed in the, in the study. So when you look at the research, so 55%, it says 47% of the population pray for their health and their wellness. Mm. 47% of the people pray for their health and their wellness. And obviously when you look at the studies, the older people are, it's two things that definitely made a difference in terms of people praying for health and wellness. A, the older they were and B, the poorer they were. And so uh, those people tend to pray more often, particularly about health and wellness than others. But 47%, which kind of makes sense when you think about it, right, Carol? I mean, young folks tend to think they're invincible, tend yeah. to think they're not going to, you know, yeah. have any health problems. You know? yeah. So the last thing in their mind they probably think about doing is praying about their health and their wellness. Mm -hmm. You know, if anything, they're praying at the party that they're going to go to is going to be fantastic. 41% mm -hmm. say that their prayers are answered often. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I mean. 41%. 41% of those in the survey said they believe that their prayers are answered often now and i like the way they worded that it was often not all the time but often what about you carol what, you, what would you say to that you as do you far believe as yours a percentage uh, of, of time that i think mine are answered uh-huh oh wow let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this by saying when i pray i try <laughs> to pray uh, according to his will so, and sometimes it's selfish prayer. So, mm, considering all of that, I'd have to say maybe 60%. Sound about right. Maybe 60% okay. for me. Maybe. <laughs> Are you hear me saying maybe? Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with it, baby. And I don't even think about it just now when I ask you the question. If, I, if somebody asked me that question, yeah. I, I would say 100%. Uh, and the reason why I would say 100% because I think he answers the prayer even though he don't answer the way I want it answered. Oh, uh, okay. Well, uh, I don't necessarily that. get the outcome that I wanted, but but I think he, he answered the prayer. And sometimes you got to be careful about getting ahead of the prayer because he may be going to answer the prayer. He just hasn't answered it, you know, well, at that moment. But true. but I'm I'm comfortable with that number, though, of 41%. I'm comfortable that number of 41% of the people saying that. 1.5%, 1.5% say that their prayers are never answered. 1.5, and this time I read it very carefully. 1.5% of people who say they pray don't believe that their prayers are never answered. What do you think about that? That's interesting. I'm, I'm glad that's a low percentage. Well, I'm that's true. Zero, but I'm glad it's a low percentage. Yeah, I, I guess that is one 
positive way to look at that. Yeah. It's uh, very, very low. Like I said, I wish. And, and when I look at a, a number like that, because because to me, to me, and I, I don't know if you remember when you were in school, mm-hmm. especially I think in like elementary school, they used to say one of the ways, you know, when you were doing multiple choice questions, they used to say one of the one of the ways to, to easily eliminate all the others if you saw a word that said never. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. it was usually like never, never, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I look on here and I see that it says, they say that their prayers are never answered. Mm-hmm. That's pretty strong. One, that you said your prayers are never answered. It almost kind of makes me wonder if the 1.5% under, really understood what they was being asked or understood the survey because never. I mean, that, that word, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They, I mean, that person's, the person's could be atheists that answer that so and they could but actually an atheist, think that an atheist, an atheist probably wouldn't be praying exactly that's probably so, why they say so never the atheist, because i never pray <laughs> right but then the atheist wouldn't go into the category of the 55 percent that believe in prayer or are they talking about that same group of people i assume so okay. i mean well uh, i mean you i think you got a good point but I, I i guess i just assume but you know what they say about making assumptions most of the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't want to make a anus out of you or me. So okay. <laughs> it says over 73% say when their when uh their prayers are not answered, and it's actually I like this because it kind of touches on something you said. So I, I'd be interested to see uh what you have to say about this. Uh, seven 73% say when their prayers are not answered. The most important reason is because they did not fit God's plan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And isn't yeah, that kind of what you were just? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what you was just saying a few minutes ago. Don't make me rewind the tape on you. No, no, that's absolutely correct. I remember. Right? They, they, it's like, which I thought was interesting. So, seventy-three percent of the people, pretty much, it's, it seems to me like they're saying, well, because sometimes when I pray, it's just something selfish. You know, or it could have been something I prayed for that I, I just really didn't need at all. And so it, 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 God's got a plan, right? Mm-hmm. God's got a plan of salvation. And that's really what he wants all of us to be really focused on. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of getting the, giving us the gifts that he gives us, giving the fruit of the spirit and all the gifts that he gives us. And I guess that's the way of saying what I, what I probably was praying for wasn't necessarily in line with that. And so therefore God didn't answer. But again, I'm speculating, but it was just interesting to me that when you made that comment, I was looking at that and thinking she pretty much saying what that, that survey result was saying. A Newsweek poll titled, Is God Listening? And Newsweek, I think it's fair to say it's considered a, a fairly uh, reliable, uh, good uh, uh, magazine. Yeah. It says that it indicated that of those who pray, 87% believe that God answers their prayers at least some of the time. 13% declared that they have lost faith because their prayers went unanswered. 13%. And I, I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying because the person who sent those questions, I feel comfortable in saying, I think that's where she's at. Praying and feeling like the prayers are not being answered and therefore it is eroding their faith. What do you think about that, Carol? Oh, 
Yeah, I think that a lot of people fall into that category. What did you say the percentage was? For that? 13% declared they have lost faith because mm -hmm. their prayers went unanswered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. what does it mean to lose faith? Losing faith in prayer? Uh, that, maybe. That's one way to look at it. Like, what, what's I guess the, unless we what's had a chance the, what's to... What's the use of praying? My prayers aren't going to be answered, so... Right. Well, I think... It's, I, and that could be true. I Personally, I think it's a little deeper than that. Losing faith in God? You think? Yeah, it's like they say. I don't, I'm starting to question even if God is even there. Mm. If, if, if I'm if I'm praying to Him and He's not answering my prayers, I'm losing faith. And so, to me, and I, because I, I think what you said could be equally as valid, because you can you can you can believe that something exists and not have not have trust in what that something is saying to you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can say your job, well, you know your job's there, you know your job's reality, but if your job is constantly you feel like it's constantly doing you wrong. You're going to lose faith in your job. You know, you ain't going to trust probably something that they did. And even with family members. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but, I, but I, when I looked at that, it seems like it might possibly be a little deeper than that to the point where you have individuals saying, Hey, uh, I'm never getting my prayers answered. 13% is I think a, a fairly uh, a large number of people. I'm not getting my prayers answered. So I'm losing my faith in God. And even if even if you do still believe God exists, if you have lost faith in God, you might as well not believe he, he exists. Well, yeah, on a deeper level, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you might as well not believe it because if you don't, if you didn't lost faith in him, uh, if you still believe God exists, but you have lost faith in him, then then basically you're saying, I don't see no point in uh, obeying him because it doesn't get me anywhere. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get me anywhere. And, you know, Carol, I find it actually interesting when looking at those numbers, particularly the one where 13% of the people who declare that they have lost faith because their prayers have went unanswered. It reminds me of uh, the book of Malachi, uh, chapter 3, verses, I believe it's verses 13, 14, and 15. So if you have it, Carol, I want you to read it for us because when we're looking at those numbers, those statistics, particularly that last one talking about the 13%. I think that God may have something there for us. So go ahead and read that for us. Okay. Verse 13 says, your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said, it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? Verse 15 says, and now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Now, if, if our uh, listening audience goes and uh, read that again or either read it in a different version, English Standard Version or whatever version of the Bible that you use, what you're going to find out what's going on there is God is basically saying that uh, some of his people, they feel like it talks about keeping God's ordinances. And, and, and they were saying that they really were even kind of feeling bad when they didn't do things that God wanted them to do. The verse says in verse 13, walking mournfully before the Lord, the way they were living their lives. And they, they were doing all that 
But they said, you know what? It's a waste of time. Look at that word vain. They basically were saying doing all these things are a waste of our time because God isn't answering our prayers. We're not, we're not prospering. But when they look over at the people who are acting wickedly, the ones who are doing bad, the ones who are not obeying the ordinances of God, the ones who are not walking mournfully before God. Not only are they not walking mournfully before God, it ain't even bothering them. They don't even feel bad about the fact that they are not doing it. So they're not even mournful about it. They're looking at those people and they're saying, and those people are doing better than us. Those people are prospering. It doesn't seem like God is answering my prayers, but he seems like he's answering their prayers and they are actually doing things that disobey God. If you go back and look at the verses, look at them carefully and you're going to see God, that's God talking and God is saying, this is what those people are saying about him. Those people are saying that uh, worshiping him is essentially a waste of their time because, or following him is a waste of their time because He is not giving them anything. There's nothing to show for it. And this is what God is saying that these people are saying about those people who are wicked, the ones who are not praying, the ones who don't feel bad about doing what God said. He says, and now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. So they say these people who are doing these things, they're the ones who seem to be benefiting and we're not. And so it kind of reminds me of that 13% who get this idea that, oh, I, you know, say, for example, I, I, I want to get a, a spouse. I want to get a mate and I'm praying and praying and praying and praying and I don't get one. And, but I look around there and I see all these other people who acting wickedly, uh, doing stuff they shouldn't be doing that, they, that displeases God. And they're getting, every time I turn around, they got somebody they they dealing with and getting mates. Some of them doing two or three marriages. They seem to be doing fine. So what happens is sometimes we spend too much time looking at the wicked instead of looking at God. And we figure, well, they're benefiting. I'm not benefiting. We got to be careful when we're looking at that 13% and saying, hey, I'm losing faith in God because God is not answering uh, my prayers. We got to be, we got to be careful about that type of mindset. So now what we want to do, we're going to cover a few issues. And one of them, of course, is what is prayer? We want to answer that question. And I think for the most part, uh, a lot of us already have a pretty good idea of what it is, but we want to just kind of make sure we define what prayer is so that we can all be on the same page, I think it'll help the process. So what is prayer? Prayer is a unique form of communication. And I say unique because it is communication that is directed to God and God only. So in that, in that sense, it's unique. When we think of communication, there's I think there's we need to probably look at it a little bit broader to understand that there's probably more to prayer than we we typically think of, especially if we understand that it is a unique form of communication that we deliver to God. So there's two types of communication that I want the listening audience to consider. One of them is called high context communication, and the other one is called low context communication. And without going into just a whole, you know, breakdown of those two, 
the easiest way to kind of distinguish them is that high context communication is typically, if not always, nonverbal communication. It's things that people do nonverbally. Neither neither one of these are good or bad or you know, you know, one lower than the other. It's nothing like that. They're just two different forms of communication. And high context communication is nonverbal communication. In other words, facial expressions, the way a person positions their body, uh, uh, something that you may see them doing. So that's high uh, context communication. And low context communication is verbal. It's more verbal, if not always verbal communication is what we say is what comes out of our mouths. So when we're talking about prayer, we're talking about a specific, unique form of communication directed towards God that can be not only done by what we say, uh, when we talk to God or what we think when we talk to God, uh, but it also includes uh, our behavior, our actions. So at this point, we're going to bring this part of our discussion about prayer to a, a close, but I want to make sure that I, because I really feel like this request for us to look at prayer is actually very timely. It's very timely because when we are, dealing with all the stuff that's going on right now. We got the COVID-19 situation. We have the uh, death of uh, George Floyd and uh, Aubrey in, in Georgia and, and, and f a few other people in the country. But all this stuff going on with the uh, rioting and everything, it just seems like it's a very timely discussion for us to be having is talking about prayer because we need prayer. We need the whole country needs prayer. All Everybody needs prayer from the leadership all the way down. So it seems like a very timely uh, discussion for us to be having. And so we're going to close this out and we hope that you join us again for part two of our discussion on prayer. If you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, go to wherever you're listening to this episode and leave us a comment or visit our website at veganimagination.com. That's V-E-G-A-N-E-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.com where you can leave a voicemail or written comment. Click on the podcast tab at the top of the page. And once there, you can leave us a voicemail message. We would love to hear from you. Mm -hmm.